baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A cop in the heat of confrontation fires a fatal shot during a traffic stop thinking that she had reached for her taser. Are tasers and guns that similar that an officer could understandably get confused? We'll look into that as police tear gas protesters again last night in the city where it happened. In New York, the MTA says that New Yorkers are avoiding the subways because... A new survey says fear of crime is keeping people off the subway. But police say the perception doesn't match the reality. I'm Marla Diamond in Times Square. Joe Connolly says companies in the city are hoping to prevent hybrid chaos when businesses reopen. Here's a new way to teach kids from home. Educators making house calls, reconnecting with Connecticut students who have fallen off during the pandemic. I'm Sean Adams in Stamford. Sending the teachers into the houses. Very interesting. We're going to check into our news radio archives for this date's milestones on Tuesday, April 13th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. This may wind up being the best day of the week based on this forecast. Any clouds and showers should give way to some sun today with a high right around 60. And before we get to the burning question about how an officer could make the mistake of fatally shooting someone when they meant to tase them, let's catch up on what happened overnight in the city where that happened on Sunday. Outside the Brooklyn Center Police Station Monday night. Smoke filled the air as police used tear gas and rubber bullets to break up a curfew-defying crowd. A few dozen arrests reported and some officers suffered minor injuries. Dante Wright's mother spoke at a vigil earlier in the day. He was my wife. He was my son. And I could never get that back because of a mistake, because of an accident. The police chief says the officer mistakenly pulled her gun instead of a taser. CBS's Jennifer Kuyper. More about that in a second. But here's what also happened in New York City overnight from CBS 2's Ali Bauman. Gathering in Brooklyn and marching to Manhattan, protesters rallied in the rain Monday to say his name. Dante Wright and I are the same age. Uh, he's... So this hit, you know, a little closer to my heart. Crowds temporarily shut down the Manhattan Bridge and tried to cross the George Washington Bridge. It's just like numbing. It's just a numb pain. Steph Reed says it feels like Groundhog Day, protesting another black American killed by police. It's just another symptom of a, of a, of a system that's broken, so we address that. That was a scene in New York City. Now, in Brooklyn Center, the police chief, Tim Gannon, described the shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright as an accidental discharge. And you can hear the officer, Kimberly Potter, on the body cam footage screaming, I'll tase you, I'll tase you, taser, taser, taser. And then she fires the shot from her handgun. As the car speeds away, the officer is heard saying, holy bleep, I shot him. Brooklyn Center's Mayor Mike Elliott calls the shooting deeply tragic and says the cop should be fired. Officer Potter is no rookie. She's a 26-year veteran of the force. In fact, she was training somebody else at the time. How could that mistake happen? 
Pistols and tasers are quite different. They look different. They feel different. Tasers are often made in bright colors, kind of like toy guns to distinguish them from real guns. They'll use neon very often. They use the Glock in Brooklyn Center in Minnesota for all of the cops, and they have a trigger safety that you can feel when you touch that trigger. That is not the case with tasers. Uh, they, there may be a similar feeling because of what the New York Times reports, both are made with a similar type of polymer. This is the WCBS Morning News Roundup on the Tuesday morning. And here we are already on to the 13th day of April, deep into the pandemic. The MTA says the perception is still that subway crime is up. And that's scaring off riders in big numbers. Now, the police stats show crime is actually down in the subway, proportionate to the drop in riders. Marla Diamond is here now with more on this apparent disconnect. Marla, let's begin with what the riders are saying. Well, this is uh, riders in a recent MTA survey, Wayne. They say fear of crime and harassment is keeping them off the system, even as more people return to the office and more things open up. 36% of New Yorkers who used the subways before the pandemic say they're not using them now for fear of violence. Interim New York City Transit President Sarah Feinberg is calling on Mayor de Blasio to step up police patrols. All I'm asking is that we all pay attention to what this data is telling us and act on it and help the city come back. Feinberg last month called on the NYPD to station police on every platform, but the commissioner and the mayor have repeatedly denied that request. The mayor sees things very differently. I've talked to New Yorkers all over the city. They are focused on the city coming back. Uh, I, I do not believe New Yorkers live in fear. It's just not who we are. Subway crime is down this year, about 62% compared to the same time frame in 2020. But ridership is also down 65% from pre-pandemic levels. Wayne? All right, so it would seem that things are the same. Thank you, Marla. Hey, if the kids won't come to school, the school will come to the kids. How's that for a novel idea? Sean Adams is here with what Connecticut is trying to do to fight pandemic absenteeism. So, Sean, teachers will be going into kids' homes. Ding dong, it's your teacher. Educators are going to be making house calls in 15 districts in Connecticut, including Stanford, Bridgeport, New Haven, Hartford, and Danbury. Uh, Due to the pandemic, some children have basically fallen off the radar. A year of disjointed education has left them disengaged, isolated. So Connecticut is going to use millions of dollars of federal stimulus funds to send educators to homes where they can reconnect assess needs and provide support. So if a child, say, needs uh, mental health services, a computer, maybe internet access, they're going to get it. Wayne? Sean, that's interesting what Connecticut is doing. And the state wants also to send the kids to free summer camps? That's right. The multi-pronged approach here. So the next step would be funding summer camps and enrichment programs. Now, Now, teachers have worked very hard to adapt to remote learning. Uh, Despite their best efforts, uh, for some students, uh, the experience has not been optimal. So to make up for the pandemic learning loss, Connecticut will will play catch-up over the summer with camps uh, that will mix fun and education, and the goal will be to prep young minds for the return to school in September. Any kid who hears the phrase mixing fun with education will understandably be suspicious right off the bat, but we'll see how they can make that work. Thank you, Sean. It is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Hybrid chaos. How's that for a thought as uh, businesses reopen? What are we going to do? Joe Connolly is here with this morning's big money story. Joe. You know, I'm just listening here thinking, so some teachers will start coming to homes 
and some of the parents will stop going into the office. <laughs> That's right. It's just crazy. Volunteers are starting to return to some offices, Wayne, and companies are wondering if there will be two classes of employees when hybrid work models start. Remote workers may miss out on opportunities. A manager at Yext Software on Lafayette Street, where some employees have started coming in again in the last week or so, tells Cranes, New York, an eight-person Zoom meeting can work fine, but an eight-person meeting with four people in the office and four people on Zoom may not work as well. So meeting rooms are being equipped with new video conferencing equipment that's more responsive than a simple monitor and a webcam. AI-enabled cameras shift automatically to follow speakers' movements to keep them on the screen and adjust the volume of their microphone. And employees can add to a virtual whiteboard, either from the office or from home. Gensler Architects says a lot of this technology was at the fringes and expensive, but demand is driving innovation. The Commercial Observer says working from home may not be as permanent as thought, even though a lot of big companies are pretty well along in planning for hybrid work schedules. But a boss at a Manhattan tech firm says, hey, I want to work from home sometimes too. Wayne? The WCBS Exergen forecast, the weather day ahead. Here's Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. We've got about 10 more minutes. The sun will pop up above the horizon. You can already see it brightening up in the east there. And the leftover clouds are leaving. Clearing is underway. Temperatures today will get to near or little over 60. So much better than yesterday. Fair and chilly for tonight, 45 to 50, 40 to 45 suburbs. Enjoy what we can for Wednesday. The sun will give way to clouds. 60 to 65, and there is a chance for a shower toward evening. Wednesday night, showers will become more likely, and we've got chilly, rainy weather again, starting with Thursday. May last a day or two again, too. 45 now, humidity 76%, a north wind at 5 miles per hour. That's Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. Market futures are all higher this morning. As we update sports now on the WCBS Morning News Roundup, Erica Herskowitz is here in for Brad this morning. Let's start off with uh, how the Yankees played last night down in Florida, Erica. Well, they played pretty well. In fact, they won their second straight. Yankee ace Garrett Cole managed to settle in and finish strong and allowed just a run on three hits, fanned eight over six, and the Yankees beat the Blue Jays in the opener of their three-game set in Dunedin. 3-1, your final catcher Kyle Higashioki, uh, Kyle Higashioki providing the support with a couple of home runs, a two-run blast in the fifth, and a solo shot in the eighth inning. Game two of this series takes place tonight in Florida with Jamison Tyone taking the mound to face Hyun Jin Ryu. Meanwhile, the Mets were postponed for the fifth time in ten games. Their series opener against the Phillies at City Field last night rained out. They'll make it up today with the first game of a single admission doubleheader starting at 4-10. Taiwan Walker gets the ball in the opener. Marcus Stroman goes in game two. Local NBA, the Knicks picked up a third straight win, knocked off the Lakers 111-96. The Sixers beat the Mavs 113-95 to move a half a game up on Brooklyn as the Nets did not play last night. The game in Minnesota postponed over concerns of protests and civil unrest following the police shooting of 20-year-old Dante Wright Sunday night. From the NFL, Bell Patriots star receiver Julian Edelman ending his 12-year career, announcing his retirement yesterday after failing a physical. All three hockey locals were off last night. Tonight, the Devils host the Rangers. I'm Erica Herskowitz, WCBS 880 Sports.
It matters where you get your news. For the rest of the school year in New York City, two-thirds of students will be staying at home. The pandemic is compounded by a rise in overdose deaths on Long Island. 34% in Nassau County. In Newark, schools have reopened for in-person classes for the first time in more than a year. WCBS 880, live, local, always on. Sponsored by Dell, Dell Technologies Advisors are focused on you. Ready to offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform. To keep your small business ready, call 877-ASK-DELL. Morning, it's the WCBS Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Cabot. Tuesday morning, three things to know. First, reported COVID hospitalizations are down in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Not in Michigan, which CBS's Mola Lange says cases are rising as Governor Gretchen Whitmer plans to keep things open. Michigan's positivity rate nearly three times more than the national average. And now nearly two dozen hospitals in the state are at least 90 percent full. Second thing to know, Long Island drug overdoses are projected to be up a lot in 2020. 34 percent higher in Nassau, 12 percent in Suffolk. Health experts say it's because of social isolation, mental health problems and financial anxieties. Third thing, the prosecution's case against former officer Derek Chauvin will draw to a close today. Prosecutors will rest the case and the defense will try to counter three weeks of gripping and damning testimony in the death of George Floyd. From our news archives now, 88 seconds in sound for this date, April 13th. I'm telling you, schools are not going to open because it won't be safe to open them. 2020, the mayor closes schools and tells New Yorkers to turn in rule breakers. If people are gathering someplace they shouldn't be, uh, not practicing social distancing, please let us know right away. This is about saving lives. And? The mayor is now requiring face coverings for essential workers in the supermarkets, drugstores, delivery services, and restaurants, but no requirement for customers to wear them. I was in a Target this weekend in Paramus, and they sent us back because we did not have face coverings, so we had to go find them. So they have that in New Jersey, but not in New York. The same date, police in New Jersey discovered 17 bodies piled inside the nursing home in Andover in a small morgue intended to hold no more than four people. 1998, a 500-pound steel joint falls from the upper level of Yankee Stadium and smashes the seats below, forcing the team to play across town. While they fix the house that Ruth built, the Yankees become the flushing bombers, moving to Shea Stadium. How long a road trip this will be is anybody's guess. 1997. There it is. A win for the ages. At age 21, Tiger Woods becomes the youngest to win the Masters. He won by 12 strokes for a record 18 under par. A moment like no one has ever seen at the Masters. Shattering record after record after record. The green jacket will be on his shoulders. 1980 on Broadway. After 3,388 performances, the Broadhurst Theater curtain fell on Greece. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.